Join Glenn Whitehead and Marty Menard as they discuss, argue, debate, everything from current events to art to food to business, all through the lens of veganism. Sometimes they'll have guests, sometimes they won't. A take-no-prisoner-style show that isn't afraid to piss off anyone on either side of the issues. Reasonably speaking, of course. All right. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing really, really good. Uh-huh. Yeah, you sent me this really, uh, this really, uh, well, it's, it's a great video. It's an informative video. It's, a, it's an uncomfortable video, but you sent it to me on the weekend, and I kind of wanted to talk about it as a news story this week, yep, which yep. was... We, we, I know we talked on an earlier podcast that, and everyone's probably seen it in the news, that Gordon Ramsay yeah. went vegan, right. which is amazing considering how much he slammed vegans in the past. <laughs> but you sent me this amazing video that just, that, that well, I thought just came out, um, where he's being forced to watch, um, you know, in, this particular, in this particular instance, illegal pig castration, yeah. uh, basically what's going on in factory farms. Yeah. And, and bearing witness firsthand. Right. And uh, I thought it was a new video because of the new announcement, but apparently this video, my friend, is from 2011. Huh. Yeah, yeah. And though I think it's really, really, I still want to talk about it because it, it, my favorite line in the whole thing, and it's a really tough video to watch. I, I'm sure we can put the link up for everyone to watch. It's been seen all, well over two million times. Yeah. It, it's right near the end of the video after he's been forced to watch the cruelty to the animals where he goes, it's enough to make anyone turn vegan for fuck's sakes. My favorite quote, I gotta make a meme with his face on it, put yeah, it everywhere. Yeah. Well. But it's a big, and, and it reminded me of a conversation that we've had about the power of bearing witness. Yeah. And I think that was really, he's turned vegan, that didn't make him do it a no. few years ago, but it clearly planted a seed because now years later it's right. had an impact. And yeah. is that really a metaphor for what bear, the power of bearing witness in the first place? You see something, you, you don't change your behavior right away, yeah. but over time, it's having an impact. Yeah, it, well, I think, I think it speaks to a lot of things. I mean, it speaks to the, the, the reality that it takes, it takes time to kind of get to a level, right? And, and so, you know, he, he, he sees this video six or seven years ago, it, it plants a seed, he, he, he does some violent lashing out against veganism over the next six or seven years, and then this year he's kind of come back around. And you know, I don't know that I don't even know if Gordon Ramsay's even vegan right now or not. I know he's embraced it. I know he's trying to adopt it. I know he's more encouraging about it. Um, and I think you know, there's a lot of pushback from a lot of chefs around the world, the high-level chefs, uh, who are like, you know, I hate vegans. Vegans are whatever. But you know, I, I think I think that's actually kind of. I find that really strange, especially as someone who owns a restaurant, that ve like, for me, the creativity and the potential in, a vegan, in creating vegan foods and, and recreating foods without animal products uh, that are just as good, if I was a chef, and I'm not a chef by your own restaurants, if I was a chef, I would want nothing more than to get into the lab and recreate something. Totally. And be yeah, able to point. say to the world, look what I did, right? Like Doug McNish in Toronto has recreated some amazing, amazing things. And now they've got the Mythology Diner and, and they're, they're creating like Rubens and like all these like deli diner classics with vegan foods. So like for me, that's, that, that would be inspiring. Um, the other piece to come back around though is around bearing witness. And, and that one is always, uh, you know, I, I haven't eaten an animal in 35 years, uh, but I still watch those videos. I don't watch all of them, but I still make sure I check in with those videos um, because I think it's important 
to stay aware, to be aware, you know? I didn't yeah. need to watch The Earthlings, but I watched The Earthlings and I just sat there with tears like rolling down my face. It hurts. Um, and so I didn't need to watch it, but I think we do need to watch it. I think we yeah. do need to crack that open and take a closer look. And I think, it, you know, it's all there. You can't, you can't miss it. And, and I, because it's so there and it's so prevalent and, and you know, it's, it's more and more accessible to see that stuff now than ever, uh, that's why we're seeing a more violent pushback against it because people are like, thing, don't yeah. make me aware, don't wake me up, I don't want to know those totally. things. Totally. But, uh, but it's, you know, it's, it's true. You, you, can't, you can't watch one of those videos of what's going on in our food system with the animals and how we mistreat them. You can't watch that and lick your lips and, yeah. and, and go, yeah, that's, but bacon though. Uh, not <laughs> yeah, if you have but any, any humanity or compassion in you at all. If, if you I don't, then you probably can. Totally. I think that you can. You, you, it, it's having an effect on you one way or the other, and your reaction dictates that, like you just said it. If, you, if you're going, mm, licking my lips, going, mm, bacon, yeah. that's clearly telling us or telling Amy, if I'm having this conversation with you, and you're watching that violent and, and doing that kind of brash, obnoxious behavior, Clearly, it's affecting you so much yeah. that your reaction is so extreme the other way. Right. Yeah. But most people live in that middle spot where it's like they just they can't look yeah. at it. They don't want to see it. They cover their eyes. Yeah. And I, I, I'll, I'm on. I'll be honest. I, I have such a difficult time watching them. Yeah. And my wife is such. She, she is not different than you. She hasn't eaten meat uh, since she was like a teenager. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, whatever that is, 20-something years, uh, uh, close to 30 years, sorry, honey, uh, maybe a little over 30 years. <laughs> and, and for myself, we're, we're, we're talking, you know, about a decade. And, but watching those videos, I know it's important for me to watch them. I know it's really important for me to, to see it again, not because I'm gonna, I ever want to go back and eat meat, yeah. but because it reinforces the reason why we're, this is such an important cause. Right. And I want to make sure that, I, that I'm... I'm I'm not denying myself the truth that I'm asking others to right. go through as well, right? Like yeah. if I'm telling somebody at my office to not eat meat or they want to have a conversation with about it, I better be able to fucking own up and, wa and say, yeah. go see Earthlings, yeah. I better have watched it yeah, myself, yeah, right? Yeah. And yeah. bearing witness means accepting responsibility. It means, yeah. it means fucking, and, and I don't mean this in a sexist way, but it means the whole manning up. Like, yeah. don't be a, don't be a that's, a, that's a terrible expression <laughs> to women because women are usually stronger than men. But just get, you know, get some cojones, get, everything I say is like, is male <laughs> sexist, but, but it's true. Like you've got to yeah. man up, you've got to, to be an adult here and you've got to do the right thing and bear witness. Otherwise, you're just living in denial. You're, get, you're using anger as a shield, you're using denial yeah. as a shield. And I think even with, in, in the case of Gordon Ramsay, like you said, he's identifying as vegan now, he's embracing it now. Yeah. Who knows if it will last? But there's no way that that video didn't have an effect on yeah. him ongoing yeah. to this point. It definitely had an effect. No, it definitely did. And, and again, the, the, I think the other reason you want to crack those open and bear, bear witness on, on those levels is, uh, frankly, is because um, if you go vegan for your health or you go vegan um, you know, for the environment or, or something like that, uh, and you don't, and you don't go vegan for the animals. Like if that's if that's not on your your, your, your then you're you're not likely to stay vegan. 
the, all the people who were vegan and now aren't because it didn't suit them or because of whatever, um, they weren't vegan for the animals, they were vegan for themselves. And it's really easy to, to, to like find a new direction and find a new excuse. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the next book comes out and you know, whatever it is, right? Like, um, there's, always a, there's always somebody out there saying more butter and more this and more that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it doesn't right. matter if it's bullshit or not, it's just out there. So I think the reason you want to crack that stuff open and be aware of it isn't because it brings you down, although it brings you down, and it isn't because, uh, because you, it, the only reason for me is because then you say, oh fuck, yeah. that's not okay. Because then you know it, then you've seen it and you know it, and, yeah, and right. it isn't okay, except for, a small dysfunctional portion of society, that isn't okay. So it isn't okay to do the animals, it isn't okay to pay people to do it for you, it isn't okay for those people, it isn't okay for the people in it. Like, it's just such bad karmic energy all the way across the board. So you should watch it, it's important to watch it, uh, because then you go, right, this isn't about me, this is about 50 trillion animals being slaughtered on a, ongoing constant yeah. basis um, that's why it's important for your bullshit pleasure and enjoyment and yeah. no other reason yeah your split second of hitting the tongue and then it's done anyway and and all it it's just a set it's just a taste it's not even a real thing for God's sakes it's totally. just a, it's just a, your brain's interpretation of that that grease in that thing hitting your tongue and making your lizard brain go oh right like <laughs> We like get out of the get out of the caves and get out of like the you know, and like live a conscious, examined life. No? Yeah, I, I agree, my friend. And it's funny because I have these conversations. I know you have these conversations all the time. I work in uh, in an office or also at an academic level, but still like an office at a college. And you know, if, if the moment someone hears you're vegan, they you know, they right away they're like completely blown away, and they're like they they think you're, you're like out to lunch or they're not sure. But you know, the question I've been getting, I've gotten it three times in the last, uh, I don't know, last couple of weeks is, and I just got it because I just took a new contract, you know, working at a nonprofit as a sales marketing guy. And, and the, the, the two different people within like, within a day of each other asked me, well, is your, is your child vegan? Right. Is yeah. your <laughs> kind of a four year old daughter and yeah. is she vegan? And I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> we're vegan. Yeah. And, they're like, well, is that like imposing your beliefs on your children? And I was just like, this sends me over the fucking edge when it comes to like, well, yes, yes it is. But like, when, when don't we, Glenn, <laughs> impose our beliefs and our morality on our children? Well, I mean, like when? well, we, that's all we do all, all the time. Of course. Uh, but we, why am I, like, why are we as vegans like I, I've, I've, I know my wife's got it a million times. She yeah. got it when she was pregnant. Yeah. So to interrupt you, but I know, and I'm, I'm sure you got it. I'm sure your wife got it when she was pregnant. Like you know, you're gonna, you're hurting the child. Yeah. You're not like I had one person say, well, how are you, you imposing your, you know, what if she chooses to eat meat one day? And I'm like, if she chooses down the road to do that, that is her fucking call. Yeah. But in my house, <laughs> she's gonna learn our value system. Yeah. Like how many Christians don't take their kids to church? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, a lot of them, a lot, <laughs> oh, yeah. a lot, a lot, but they don't go to church either. But, but you know what I mean? Yeah, no, church no, going no, folk, no. right? You impose your belief. If you're, you gotta go do yeah. your sacraments if you're going to the Catholic yeah. school. What's the difference? No, well, I mean, you're imposing your beliefs 
when you're feeding the meat because you believe that it's okay, it's okay to eat meat. But again, like opening it up and, 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 and cracking that one open, um, there are, uh, there's a, there, children are a, a pretty, pretty kind of front of the line in the battle these days. I know, I know that there's a few countries that are, uh, that have considered some legislation against, against raising vegan children. Uh, that legislation is being pushed by the industries, is not being pushed by health experts, et cetera, et cetera. Of I mean, course. you know, you, like, you, the, the Harvard uh, uh, Medical Associations, even the Cancer Society, like, they all, all now say, even, even, even with all the resistance they have to say it with, that animal products are carcinogenic, are the primary cause of diabetes, of, of, health, of heart disease, of disease, cardiovascular, like all of these yeah. things, cancers, et cetera. Strokes. So, um, you know, <laughs> T. Colin Campbell turns uh, cancer cells off and on by adding lactose protein. Like, like, <laughs> like he turns cancer off and on by adding or taking away that, that lactose protein. So like at, at the cellular level, we can see it. So you can't argue that it's not better, but you can't, you can't argue and I guess ironically, the, the reason it becomes a battlefront is because there are bad, there are people who are vegan who eat really badly. But guess what? There are a lot of fucking people who aren't vegan who eat really badly too. In fact, most of the fucking population that I see oh doesn't God. eat that well. The right? North American standard diet, one, it's high in cholesterol, <laughs> saturated animal fats, yeah, yeah. Uh, refined sugars, yeah. processed flours, empty calories. And that's part of the standard, yeah. well-balanced North American can of food guide, American food guides, right? Sponsored by the dairy and beef industry. Well, obviously. But the thing is like, I think you make a really good point. There's a handful of people out there who yeah. might choose an, you know, an alternative lifestyle, like they may want to choose to be all raw, or they may go this way, or, yeah. the, or the opposite. They're just carbohydrate-heavy, unbalanced, yeah. right? They just eat shitty food. Yeah. But that's not really the average vegan. Uh, or vegetarian anymore, but I, I tend to find vegans and vegetarians to be foodies. There yeah. are people who eat a much more, I know, we eat a, a much more expansive diet yes. than anybody I know who's not vegan or vegetarian. Not to slam anyone, no. but seriously, Mike, we eat at a remarkably varied diet mm -hmm. because I, they tend to be really conscious, food conscious people. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of diversity across, across the, you know, vegan groups. And, you know, there's a lot of junk food vegans. And, you know, you can eat Oreos and Pringles all day long and call yourself a vegan. It's true. Um, but it's but true. Th th that's secondary to, you know, you, you can raise your kids on, on hot dogs and KD, microwave KD. And somehow one of those is being perceived as a form of child abuse and one of them raising them on a vegan diet is perceived that way and then the other one isn't. But you know, I, I ultimately what you need to do when you're raising your kids is, is, is a few things. You have to take responsibility for their overall health and well-being. And you can do that by making sure they get the right types of supplements that you'd need whether you were vegan or not vegan. You can do that by taking, making sure that they get a well-balanced diet full of fruits and vegetables and all of those things. You can do it by, by engaging in the conversation and including them in the creation of the meals and allowing them to understand uh, you know, how food affects them and what foods are better and how they feel after things. Um, you know, when, when my daughter comes back from a party, you know, we, she's all, we always make sure we take vegan cupcakes and everything and, Absolutely. and and she has something, but when she comes back from a party and she's feeling like blah from the sugar rush and everything, 
she doesn't, we don't say anything to her in a lecture way. She says to us, like, I had, like, too much cupcake. Can I have some fruit and some water right now? And I'm going to just go and decompress a little bit. Like, and she's only six, right? So you can teach your kids those things. And then you can and need to arm them with reason and logic to be able to assess and decide. I raised five kids. They range from my youngest daughter turns three today, and my oldest is uh, 23. So uh, they, they were all raised to, uh, to, you know, to understand that eating animals isn't OK. And they all knew that uh, I, I don't control except in that I'm buying your food and making it for you. So that's how I control it. <laughs> right. um, you do well to continue down this path. And, and, and if you do decide that you wanted to eat animals, then that's a, that's a decision and a conversation that we're going to have sitting at a table where you explain why you think you want to or need to. I explain why I don't think you want to or need to. But now we've had a conversation, and I don't control you. So, I, so I'll respect or, you know, you go ahead, not eating meat in my house, but go ahead and, and, and whatever, whatever. But so. I think you brought a really good point, because for me, a lot of this is about being a critical thinker. Like, for me, when you, I think when you choose lifestyles like veganism, and for all the reasons, not just for the animal, not just for the health, but for the animals, for the, for the global effects, for the whole, you know, for the whole kit and caboodle of why yeah. factory farming and eating animals has to become a thing of the past for our own for, for, every, for every level of being a human being, for, for us being able to survive this planet, for us being healthy, to be free of disease, yeah. to give a fuck about each other, all the reasons, yeah. you, it makes you a critical thinker. And if, I'm not, if, if being a vegan means that my daughter is going to have less opportunity to be sick, that she's going to understand the food that she puts in her body and what, how that affects her, just like yeah. your six-year-old already does, yeah. how many six-year-olds understand what they're eating? Yeah. And I'm gonna argue strongly here that you know, vegan families who are very vegan-centric and who are, who are foodies, their kids are going to hit that enlightenment period earlier. If I'm expecting all this from her, or in my case also, my daughter, uh, but we're expecting it from our children in general, like, how is that a bad thing if I want a critical thinker who yeah. understands, who's healthier, who sees her place in society in relationship to everything else, yeah. her community, yeah. globally, right around her, the land, the farm, what she's eating, what, like, how is that ever, to me that isn't one that people will literally call child abuse right. or they'll accuse <laughs> you of bad parenting at the very least. Yeah. It's quite the opposite. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It, it's, it's the height of parenting. We're making sure our child is ultra informed. Yeah. And then of course, and you know, like, I, I know this is gonna be like, again, it's a very emotional jerk reaction, but sometimes I'm an emotional jerk, is I wanna raise my child to be an adult that I'd like to hang out with. Yeah, absolutely. That I, you know, like, I think yeah. about this concept, content, yeah. like, this subject all the time when people say those things to me, and, I, and they say it to me surprisingly more often than I ever thought they would have. Yeah. Like, don't you want, I don't want my kid to be someone I don't like. Yeah. Remember this, that yeah. silly show, F Family Ties? Yeah. Where Alex B. Keaton, yeah. raised by hippie parents, yeah. and then yeah. he became, of course he was really into Nixon and conservatism. I don't want my kid to be yeah. that. No. I want my kid to be somebody who shares my values for making a better world. Yeah. Of course I do. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, and I think also, uh, ultimately, your job as a parent is to equip your child to make the world a better place by 
you know, obviously that's somebody that you would want to hang out with and all that, but also uh, because they're the ones that are moving into well, we move out of the next phase of whatever that whatever happens here on this planet, and and you know you want to make sure that they're that they are uh, willing to you know rage rage against the dying of the night and like and you know like and, and they fight they'll fight and they'll stand up and that that creates in and of itself an issue because we don't really want people that stand up and fight and are stubborn. We don't you know <laughs> schools in general don't want strong-willed people. They want people who do as they're told and get good marks, don't cause too much trouble, and that's kind of how you're, you're kind of rewarded in, in life is by being that. No, I want a fiercely independent, fiery child that will fight for whatever injustice, whatever wrong they feel they should fight for, and, and I, that's what I want to raise. So that's why, that's, I mean, I'm vegan because that's what I, because I'm fighting for all of the injustices that I sense are around me. And, and you know, we're doing this and, you know, I have a restaurant. Those things are all because I wanted to make a difference and push that difference further and further. And I want my children to, to be even more active, even stronger. And, uh, and so, you know, as a parent of vegan children, um, you know, I get I get nothing but but just pure joy when when Sadie comes home from a party with the the candy that they've given her, and she hands it to me and says like, "All right, it's time for the trade. You got the vegan goods, and I got the non-vegan goods, so I'm going to give you this, and I'll take some <laughs> nice. vegan candy in exchange." Right. She knows not to eat it. She's she's very very clear about, and she doesn't resist it. She and she'll. She was at a dance recital last weekend, and somebody brought cupcakes. And uh, I, I, I went to lean in to say something to her, and she turned to me and she said, "I know they're not vegan. I'm not going to take one." Right? She's like, she, That's she, but she, you know, and she knew, <laughs> she just knew it. And but she didn't have a fit because she couldn't have a cupcake. Yep. She was just like, "I won't eat that," and she gets it at that age. So, that's what I want to arm my child with is, is, is you know, the 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 capacity of the brain of our of our conscious thinking wonderful organ up in our skull to to decide and to evaluate and to live consciously absolutely and and for anyone listening who isn't vegan and who thinks that we're forgetting the subject of just health in general i mean my kid and i know your kids they're, she's a really healthy child. I don't, don't think for a moment that as vegan parents, we're not really, really very aware of what they're eating, making sure it's a balanced diet, making sure they're getting all the nutrients they need to. And, and nine times out of 10, they're gonna get better versions of those nutrients eating plant-based lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But my daughter, not only does she reach and meet all of her milestones, according to her doctor, yep. she exceeds them, yep. right? Her, she's already reading at the level she's gonna need to be in school and so on and so yep. forth. Yep. And she's healthy. Her weight is great. She's got full energy. She's you know you know. And we go to daycare. We, you know, that people always talk about well, what when you attended a daycare school, what did she eat, right? <laughs> right yeah. It's like we just send along. They they got coconut milk instead of regular milk. Yeah. Coconut ice cream for the ice cream days, right? And so on and so forth. Yeah. And it's not hard. It's really really easy to do. Yeah. And my child is better for it. She's healthier for it. Even when Mindy, my wife, was pregnant. Yeah. Everyone said to her. And we talked about this. Everyone said to her, you're going to have to eat meat. And my wife did not. She was purely vegan. 
Yeah. And her iron levels were perfect yeah. the whole way through because we monitored when we spent extra time and money right. with a doctor to have them monitored. We did all that. She was perfect. So I want people to understand that it's, it's a lie that you can't live, uh, raise a healthy vegan child, you can't be vegan when you're pregnant right. and p keep everybody healthy because I think sometimes that's the number one concern yeah. that these people have. Dietitians tell parents all the time, kids can't be vegan. Yeah. That's going to be malnourished. But that's because dietitians are trained in, in, in facilities that are sponsored by Coca-Cola and by, I mean, like th these, are, th these are intrinsic wrongs in how we've kind of created our, our food pyramids and everything is with, with influence, substantial influence from the different lobbies. Um, you know, the Canadian Food Guide just came out recently and they were, they were seriously looking at removing animal products from the Canadian Food Guide. Do you know how much of a shitstorm that caused? And it came out with, with, with yeah. dramatic reduction, uh, uh, reductions in what they said you should be taking versus the last version. But nonetheless, it still said you should eat animal products because there was so much pushback. And, and I think, you know, your, your pediatricians, you know, d doctors don't, in their, in their years of training, don't spend more than a day or two Zero. at the most on diet and everything anyway. So they're I don't only even know going if it's a day or two, Glenn. Yeah, don't even think it's a day I know or two. many that, I've, you know, I've heard lots say I've never done it. I've yeah. heard some say, yeah, we did it for Which a day. Which is absurd for them to give nutritional advice then. Well, that's because, we're, that's because we're training and it's because our, our whole society works on the got a headache, take a pill, uh, wait till the disease happens, don't look at the cause, yep. look at the symptoms and fix the symptoms, right? And, th and that's the breakdown. If you, if you want to save a lot of money on, on all of our, you know, the money we spend on medical in North America and Canada, whatever, um, you, the first thing you do is you look at what causes all of the diseases. Well, we've established that. We've, it's been established through all kinds of peer-reviewed journalism. It's been like Harvard, uh, you know, like all across the world. It just keeps coming up more and more and more. Focus on eating healthy whole foods and you won't get the likelihood of you getting the diseases drops so quickly and so dramatically so significantly so uh you know that it's it's so why wouldn't we want that as our parent that's my whole point if, if we know this now if the facts are out there and for anyone listening if you don't know harvard school of health or health institute they're doing some of the most cutting edge yeah. mainstream research yeah. and we're really the forerunners from my recollection in, in talking about the fact that animal products had to be removed from the American Food Guide, which is a lot tougher yeah, in order yeah, to do because yeah. the industry lobbyists. But, and, and the fact that we're doing it in Canada, really, Glenn, we're, I'm going to say right now, we have to do a show on that because yeah. that's a show. Yeah. Talking about the Food Guide and the changes in that because that is powerful. Yeah. But, and for anyone listening, go check out the Harvard stuff because they're amazing in this. So if we know this is the truth, why as a parent wouldn't we want to pass that on to our children? That would be the question I would ask everybody yeah. who's feeding their kids a hot dog a week or five hot dogs a week mm -hmm. or, or whatever. Yeah. You know, and other, I'm, not, I'm, I'm try, not trying to be a jerk, I'm not trying to say I'm Mr. Parent, but if you know, we now know that this is going to be a better diet health for all of us, Well, that's why I wouldn't mean, I do it for I my think, kid. Yeah, and, and you're right, but I, I, you know, the conventional wisdom is that animal products are still good for you. That's the conventional, and that's the constant message. You know, you, you know that it's illegal for an egg ad to say that it's healthy, that it's nutritious, that it like it, it's illegal. All of the things that they've sold us on eggs for the last ever, 
it's now illegal to say those things because it's not healthy, and it is bad for you. And and you know, uh, so but the conventional wisdom and the marketing and the machine keeps pushing forward to keep the consumption levels up and to fight that. Um, you know, but what ultimately you. We want all kids to live and examine life. We want all kids to be equipped with reason, and, and we want all kids to be healthier and happier. And we want all kids to be vegan, and we want all people to be vegan. There, aren't, there are a lot of people who are afraid of it. There are a lot of people who don't know what they'd have to do differently. We don't like change. We are efficiency machines. We look at the easiest yeah. way to continue to exist and it's get true. to that you know, from point A to point B with the least amount of effort. Um, so you put a little bit more effort into it and, and you start to see things and you go, it isn't that hard. You know, uh, I don't have, I have very picky eaters, but they're picky in that they eat chickpeas and tofu and every vegetable and fruits and they eat them all day long and that's yeah. what they eat all, you know, and, and so, so what if they don't, if I don't, they don't eat the lasagna that I made, you know, the cool <laughs> vegan lasagna. It doesn't matter. They eat awesome, healthy cool foods and they eat lots of it and and they're my kids are all healthy and well as well so i think you just got to keep an eye on it you got to kind of keep keep kind of driving it forward there's always going to be kids kids are you know from 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 all different points kids are the ones that you're like oh you're doing them a disservice now we can fight you or we can exactly do that, right so that's where the pushback comes on that for sure crusading for my children yeah please <laughs> that's, right. that's right right where childhood obesity is how you know <laughs> is such a problem but that's another yeah. That's another show altogether. Whole other. But, you know, I think anybody out there who's a parent who is thinking about it or concerned about it or there's lots of great, great information out there uh, about, you know, how to, yeah. about nutrition and health. And I think being a vegan parent is, is not just about making sure your child is well fed. Yeah. I do believe it's about making a critical thinking child, yeah. a child that is going to be able to grow up to be the kind of adult that I want my child to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think you know we can we can go to a, a nice little that's bullshit and talk about uh, bullshit. Talk about the number one uh, <laughs> the number one question you get as a as a parent of vegans and as a vegan is uh, your protein though. Yeah, right? fucking trust me. Where do you get your protein? Such uh, bullshit. I don't know. Same place. Fucking gorillas get it. And, <laughs> Have and, you ever seen a gorilla? And, yeah, yeah. They're fucking you know, huge. Uh, Pure you know, uh, Giraffes. Uh, you know, wild beasts. Like I mean, <laughs> Jesus, the biggest, strongest animals in the world are vegan. So I get my my. Uh, I just you know I get it from the same place as they get it. Um, and frankly, you get your protein from the same place as well because if you're eating an animal, because they're just eating plants to build the protein that you feel you need to put in your body. Exactly. I just choose to cut out the middleman or totally. the middle cow, right? Like that's this is bullshit. Like you, we, our bodies, a, are uh, amino recycling machines. Yep. So the idea mm -hmm. of a of a of a complex protein chain and like in you know that whole thing like yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to eat your rice with your beans. Totally. That's just total more bullshit. That's a, <laughs> this is a double bullshit segment because <laughs> your body is constantly filling and recycling all of those into into full protein chains. Absolutely. You can eat a well balanced diet and, and you know so we, we we focus on this one macronutrient. We focus on three macronutrients, right? Yep. Fat, carbs, and protein, That's right? It. We forget about the millions of micronutrients. And you know, uh, Dr. Garth Davis has a great book called The Protein Myth, and in it, uh, he talks uh, at length about we don't eat anywhere near as much protein as we think we need. Yep. Uh, you know, for a person my size, my age, 30 to 60 grams a day, it's not that hard to get in your body. Um, it's, it's really not that difficult. 
and, uh, and you can do it with a full, you know, with a plant-based diet. He, in fact, says if you focused on fiber and you got, if you focus on getting 28 grams of plant-based soluble fiber in your body a day, you would get all three of the macronutrients to the right levels and all of the micronutrients in the spectrum. So he's like, stop thinking about protein because that's bullshit. Think about start thinking about fiber. Fiber. Well, I also think a big part of it is they also don't talk about the bioavailability of plant-based proteins versus steak yeah. and your chicken, right? Which are filled with saturated fats and all yeah. sorts of other things as well. Which the science is there now. No one can argue that anymore. Yeah. People just want to be able to say, if I don't have my steak, I can't get big muscles. Yeah. But just go right now and Google vegan bodybuilders yeah. Yeah. and see how huge these boys are. Yeah. Eating nothing but chickpeas, yeah. black beans, legumes, quinoa, yeah. you know, and the list goes on. I mean, am I incorrect? Because you're the, the foodie here, you're, you're the, the restaurant owner. I mean, there's proteins in so, like protein content in so many different types of foods. Yep. Vegetables, grains, all sorts. Yeah, absolutely. You don't need it from no. your steak, your no. chicken, your chicken breast, your fat filled, factory farmed, yep. pus filled, you know, <laughs> you know, you know yeah. uh, what do you have, like pharmaceutical drugs yeah. they fill them with to keep them safe, blah, yeah. blah, blah. That's a no. bullshit for sure. That's a bullshit for sure. Yeah, no, it's true. That's all bullshit. Right. See you next week. Yeah. Peace.